This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Before success, there needs to be action. And before action, there needs to be thought. So how do you set your mindset up in the way that works best for you? I have Dr. Tana Satasivam, author of the book Unleash Your Inner Sage, on the line with me today to discuss that. Thank you so much, Christine, having me this morning. Um, this is a very interesting journey in my life, I must say. Uh, I've always been uh, into uh, a scenario whereby brought up in a very traditional environment. And, uh, and I have been a project manager for a, for a long, long time, <laughs> as far as I know. And um, you see, when we actually work in a lot of um, project, and project management environment, uh, you get to know that everybody has got to put their bid in that particular project for the success of the project. And if somebody lags there, and then there goes the entire uh, success and uh, the, the probably most, a lot of challenges comes by for that particular project. Now, having looked into this and having managed quite a bit of projects and programs, I thought, you know, personal development is something that everybody should look at. Mm. And uh, that's also the way that um, how the entire thought process within me started as I should also look into my very own transformation. And that has actually led into where we are at this point in time. And, and so the book Brilliant, brilliant. So I think let's start with the fact that the book is called Unleash Your Inner Sage. Um, just tell us a little bit about the concept of an inner sage and why the book is centered around that. Um, when we specifically talk about inner sage, um, you know, we learn a lot of things over the years. Uh, sometimes we try to brush off some of the lessons that we have learned as well. Uh, in, in this case, um, there is a lot of processes that we go through in every stage of our lives yeah so it's two things whether we are going to um, understand those lessons and move forward or we are going to brush that off and go in the way that how we have been conditioned all this life now they, if you actually ask the little child in you how things should change the voice the little child would probably be sharing would be no biasness, and will be literally telling you what you should have done. So this inner sage is actually guiding you of taking the right steps moving forward in life. We have got lots of fears in ourselves. There's, there's a lot of uh, um, situations whereby our decisions have been uh, you know, clouded by various things that have actually happened in our life. So this process is taking a step back checking back with ourselves and then moving forward. So hence, the little sage in you is actually the inner consciousness of you that's helping you out. That, that's what I meant by the book title. Brilliant, brilliant. So essentially, you're getting back in touch with your core values, your ideals, uh, your thought processes, uh, how your mindset is as well. That's sort of all wrapped up in this concept of the inner stage. Absolutely, Christine. So that's where it's coming from. So so there, there can always be a scenario that, uh, you know, you understand, you learn from that and you change. Mm. And then we can actually move forward because the competition is actually with you. You yourself, people normally say you're a captain of your own ship, right? So you tend to do that and you improvise and you move forward. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So 
taking a look at the first step here, uh, it says you need to question your inner sage. So, you know, the thought on questioning your core values and questioning that little voice inside your head, I suppose. How do you do that in a methodical way? Okay. Um, so if, if you go through the book, there are, there are a few checklists and tools that I've actually placed in there. So I'm actually starting off assessing oneself, understanding yep. the, the normal strength and weaknesses in a situation where it's not being biased. Yeah, sometimes we would tend to grade ourselves a little bit higher or a little bit lower, but this has got to be something, uh, a quiet scenario. You sit down, you listen to yourself, and you mark for yourself on the areas that you really want to move forward. But even before that, you may probably want to understand what exactly that's stopping you from moving forward. Mm. Yeah. So what is actually pulling you down uh, into to the entire process? There, there could be different type of fears that we actually have. And it'll be just you would know exactly what fear that you're facing moving forward in your life. So, so understand those things and then assess yourself with the right grading and identify the improvisation plans that you need to move forward. Right. So that's that starts off with. So that questioning portion, <laughs> some of us would be able to do so, but some of us may need assistance. So there's lots of coaches and all people can actually go and get the assistance to really understand what's the crust of the in the in, in the individual. So what I'm hearing is that in moments of crisis or change, you know, those are a really great moments to take a look, do this little self-assessment, uh, which hopefully you, you can guide us through as, as well. Um, and think about what is it about my core values, my mindset, the things I'm doing right now that are potentially getting in the way of me achieving the goal I want to achieve. Yes, you're right. So, so we identify that part of things and then we track them coming from the project management side, yeah. So we track them. So, you know, when we talk about improvisation, sometimes, you know, we could probably list down a lot of things that we want to do. And, you know, we procrastinate sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so so we, we, we just go through. And in for myself, I tend to do this every three months. Whatever that I've actually planned, I would like to know whether if I'm moving, I'm not moving. And I, and I want to have that honest conversation with myself by saying, Tana, you're not doing something. It's in your list. Why? What's happening? So I'll I'll tend to go into a little bit more of self reflections to understand, and then whatever the trouble or the challenges that you're facing at that point in time, I would try to remove them. It may not be an overnight process. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't change overnight. Yeah, this this uh, personal development journey is an ongoing, lifelong journey. So. There's a main thing that should happen there is breaking away from the comfort zone. So that's important. And that's where the journey starts. Yeah. Right. So in this process of self-assessment, you know, you mentioned as well that sometimes you are inclined towards grading yourself more kindly or perhaps, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, being too critical of yourself and, and, and getting bogged down in that. So what are some questions or some starting points for that self-assessment process? So 
I would actually go with a quadrant. This is something that I've actually placed in the book as well. I, I would actually put in the quadrant to see that which aspects of life that I would want to progress. Mm. And then I take up that particular quadrant. We can actually start off something simple. It, it doesn't have to be something big because we just want to make sure the journey starts first. Yeah? So once we're comfortable with the journey, then anything else can come in later. So I'll actually go into one of the quadrant. Let's say self-development itself. And if I'm having some issues in understanding how a business process should take place or writing something or communication for that matter. Yeah. So I'll start off with that and then I'll start questioning what happened? When was the scenario? Are you okay to speak in the crowd? Or what was it that is stopping you? It starts from those kind of questions. It can be hard. So in those scenarios, we can be, you know, helping ourselves or sometimes it could be the other way around as well mm. as when we are grading. And then we see what is required. Now, th- this this entire process, because it's you and you, you would want that improvisation to happen in you. So you want to make sure those help that you're having or if you're looking out for something, you have got to be genuine about the whole process. Mm, okay, interesting. And so, you know, from there, how do you make sure that you are being as objective as possible about the process? So sometimes I I do have one or two good friends who I can trust their comments. I, you, you always know some of your good friends are the best critics that you can actually have. So I would share my grades with them. And I say that, you know, this is where I am. This is where I think it is. You know, that day, this this kind of incidents happened and, you know, I moved forward in this way. So I'm literally giving them a context and I'm also asking them, this is my grading. What do you think? Do you think I should probably move a little bit higher or I think I should? You can hear the critics coming in, but you just have to be ready. Sometimes it can be really, really uh, heavy critics that you'll be receiving at the end of the day from your friends. So, so when you hear that, you can probably calibrate your numbers. So mm-hmm. it's, it is actually a process. And sometimes you would probably need evidence to even justify. Uh, this is not a process of defending. It is just a process of justifying. I see you. I don't think so because someone does this and I think this is probably the grading and I think I'm higher than that because I've, I'm able to do this and this and this. So this is a normal process when we are evaluating, especially when we are asking for our very own grades, right? So so it's a very genuine process that I've been doing for some time. Um, and uh, I may listen to one or two people, just not biased with one um, recommendation and suggestions, but few people. So to move forward with the right numbering and ratings, yeah. It's almost taking a scientific approach to the whole process, right? You do your own assessment and that's sort of your control. And then you reach out to your inner circle. Is that family, friends, uh, colleagues, whoever you trust to uh, help you forward in that goal or at least to give you um, more extensive feedback on that grading. And you can compare and contrast and see if anything needs to be adjusted. So I think that's fantastic. Uh, It is time to take a short break, though, for some messages. But after that, I will continue my conversation with Dr. Tana all about unleashing your inner sage here on Razor Game on BFM 89.9. Bold, fearless Malaysia. BFM 89.9, the business station. You're 
listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Today on the line with me is Dr. Tana Satasivam, and she's the author of the book Unleash Your Inner Sage. Before the break, we talked about what inspired her to write the book, what the inner sage is, and the process of starting to question yourself and do self-assessments in life. After the self-assessment is done, though, there does need to be a change or something put into action or, you know, something needs to happen in order for you to not be stuck in the stasis that you were in previously. So talk to me a little bit about after the self-assessment, what are the next steps? So once you have completed the self-assessment, the next you move into um, the action plan of how do you improvise it. So you have a track itself. So what are you planning to do in the next three months or the next two weeks? Or it depends on the kind of pace that you would like to move on with. Yeah. So you move with that. But the most important bit while you are into that particular part of the journey is you should track and monitor yourself. And you have got to practice whatever that you are working on. So that's important. That's the core. So you assess, you check yourself, you improvise and you monitor. So that circle is going to go on and on until you feel comfortable. So there's always room for improvement at any point in time. So therefore, you kind of like upgrade your grade. And maybe six months down the line, you may want to do a second round of assessment to see if you have progressed or, you know, where you are and get the same person in the same time uh, they have given you the remarks previously, right? You could actually speak to them as well to see if there's, if they have actually seen any improvements throughout that duration. And uh, obviously, you'd probably have to invite them to some of these functions or events to, you know, let them see. Or you could even record the session and give it to them. And they would be able to also check uh, and grade you again. So, so this process is actually an ongoing process. It can be tedious. So... I myself have actually kind of like, you know, tried this and I felt this was a bit tiring. You tend to drop off and then you you just pick up your momentum and you start all over again. Because at the end of the day, it it is something that you would like to develop for your personal front, right? So move forward and try these circles all the time. Yeah, I like the idea of having that same feedback circle also help to hold you accountable for your progress in that goal as well. I think that's really important. Whenever it comes to achieving something, it's a lot harder to not quite lie, but it's a lot harder to get away with it if you involve other people. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been like, I'll start my diet tomorrow. I'll start exercising in a month. I'll do, you know, I will start to learn a new language in a year, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you, let's say, um, go on this diet plan with a friend or you go to the gym with your partner or you start these language lessons with you know a colleague or something like that to involve these people in the process itself and help to keep each other accountable as well I think that's really really great and I also like the admittance that this is something that takes a lot of discipline right you have to make it a point and be purposeful about holding yourself accountable and actually sticking to the action plan uh, as well. Now, another element of this is making sure that you progress and also making sure that you don't 
I guess, beat yourself up if you don't progress to the level that you you feel like you should have by now. Because I think that's also a very um, demotivating thing, right? I think we've all been there. I mean, we've all done the New Year's resolutions where we are like, okay, we're going to be X, Y, Z in how much time? And we're like not quite there yet or things have gotten in the way because life happens sometimes, you know, maybe, for example, maybe you want to meet up with more friends and that's a goal for you. And then stuff like the COVID-19 pandemic happens and it becomes not a thing, right? So- How do you make sure that you do keep yourself accountable, you do measure your progress, but you also don't get bogged down and demotivated if you don't hit certain goals by certain times? I think um, this is actually a very wrong notion that everybody is having. You know, I, if I set something, mm. this is especially on the, the improvement part of things, yeah. yeah? I must hit it on the right time. No, I mean, the pace is for you. You don't kill yourself in the journey, right? Because Sometimes when you actually push yourself, it, it depends very much on different individuals. Some of them, they are fine by it. They, they like to push themselves and, you know, get things done. That, that is fine. But for some of us, it may not be the case. It can be tiring. It can be draining as well. Now, the moment it's tiring, then for you to, the chances of you losing uh, the momentum and picking that up again, it's going to be tough. So what we tend to do is, Go in a slow, slow pace, no, no issues at all. But you know that every step that you are taking, every baby steps that you're doing, it is actually towards moving forward. So that understanding has got to be there for us to move forward. So, so there has been a couple of times that, you know, uh, okay, I, I would probably say about this jogging part of things, you know, I, <laughs> I tried to push myself and I think after the next two days, I, I thought of like having some good rest and it took some time for me to, you know, start back the momentum. So, so it's, it's, it's common. Some of us, we tend to brush it off and we, we think as though the improvement process never happened. But some would actually move forward. So it's, it's, it's important that what is your agreeable pace that you want to do so that you don't kill yourself into the entire journey. Because this is going to be an ongoing journey. Yeah? It's, an, it's a loop that's going to happen. You're going to track and then you're going to grade yourself again. You improve. So it's, it's, a, it's a loop. So you don't want to be feeling tired, exhausted because you've pushed you so much and all those kind of things. Yeah, I think... Essentially, what that boils down to is allowing yourself room for changes of pace as well. And that it does not matter how slow you go so long as you do not stop. Correct. So that's another element of, you know, I think especially in this age of social media and the very easy ability to compare yourself to other people's progress, it can be very difficult to keep up that yeah like keep up the momentum keep up the motivation for yourself when you see you know oh but you know so and so has done this and by this time in their lives and you know whatever right but as long as you measure by your own progress you set your own pace you take into account what is happening around you as well and and you know adjust accordingly but at least you still have this plan you still have these goals and you can keep yourself and also help Uh, others keep you accountable as well as long as you don't completely like you say throw out the entire process just because you've encountered like another obstacle um christine that is the um, exact point that i would like to emphasize that you know throughout our journey we have been conditioned in different scenarios and Mm. there there would have been a lot of comparisons happening right and you've rightfully mentioned about that now 
this is the point where the mindset change is required. Mm-hmm. So your best com- competitor is yourself and yesterday's version. So now how do you beat that? That is the competition at the end of the day. So once that mindset is in, the comparing part of things and all, it is with you and you move forward. So when you set that um, healthy platform for yourself, then moving forward, would not be an issue and you would be fine with your pace because you know that you are going to do but you know like just and even anyone says you know when you start off something make sure the uh, routine goes in 21 days and this, this neuron comes in and you make sure that the journey is there so people tend to do all these things just to make sure that journey continues mm. so whether it's a very very small baby step that you're, you've taken to improve it's good so, yeah. So in that sense, you know, this is connecting with your core values, your purpose, your goals, your missions in life. So that's connecting and questioning your inner sage and then making sure that that inner sage is open to these changes of pace, to these adjustments and keeping that on track and making sure that, you know, again, you also check in with yourself regularly. This is, like you said, an ongoing process. This is something that is not, you know, you don't like sit down with yourself and then within an hour, you're like, my life has changed forever. And this is how my mind is going to be for the rest of my life. Um, Not only is that unrealistic, I think it's also not helpful. Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, I, I think it's all about taking into account, okay, Always making sure that you, you, the, the motion keeps going, the momentum keeps going as well. So I think, I think that is very fascinating for sure. So talk to me a little bit about how do you make sure that there is a point where you do take note of how far you have come and you do, even though, you know, progress can keep going, but you do find points where you do feel, okay, it is enough, at least for now. <laughs> Christine, I think we, we've all reached this far and we should already congratulate ourselves mm-hmm. to, at this point because there, there has been a lot of hurdles. There has been lots of challenges that we've actually passed and we are where we are. The moment that you are thinking that you should improve on something, that's already a pat at your shoulder. So, yeah. so any little steps, and when it comes into personal development, any little progress that you make, it's already something to celebrate. So I, I tend to do that a little. And, you know, we, we always have little little improvement and then we celebrate a lot and we, and we tend to do that. Yeah. That is just a self-motivating kind of a scenario that, you know, we boost ourselves as we move along. Now, when, if you ask, if you're going to ask me whether, you know, is improvement is sufficient, can I actually put a full stop to that? To me, I don't think it's going to be a full stop. I'll probably put it as a comma and move forward. Mm. What else? You see, when, when we actually get transformed as we move along, the expectation, our very own bar would have been raised to a certain level. And we would probably want to understand some things better. Yeah. And we would want to make sure that we cover all those areas as well. So it is actually a lifelong learning, I would say. I, I would, If you want to coin it as... No, when do I stop this journey? It's up to you. But learning is always ongoing, right? Mm. So it could be not in one discipline. Maybe 
your thought process would have changed to a, a different discipline this time around. And you would probably look into it so that it's not like, you know, you're not going to feel bored about, you know, same discipline yeah. all the time. So you can actually move into a different part of things and you can also do the same thing on that discipline. So sometimes it's good to divert, but make sure what exactly is your goal at the end of the day. So you still stick to that main point and then you work your way around. Yeah. So let's say, for example, you know, with the uh, exercise routine, you hit a point where you are comfortable, it's consistent, like this is something that works for you, but you don't want to push yourself any further with that. Totally fine. As long as you check in with yourself, make sure that that's still in line with whatever goal that you have for yourself physically. But then maybe you divert your improvement efforts into, let's say, learning a new skill or uh, reaching out to more people or something like that. And then that can be where that energy goes. And so uh, you have that satisfaction of, okay, I've done, I've ticked something off, but now let's also keep improving myself. Correct. That's exactly what attention. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, that brings us to the end of today's conversation. But thank you so much to uh, Dr. Tana for talking to us about Unleashing Your Inner Sage. If people want to get the book, where can they find it? Uh, thank you so much for having me, Christine. I mean, um, they could actually get a copy from Kedakunia. Uh, the book is there, available. And uh, yeah, they could get it from there. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me today. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Dr. Tana Satasivam all about the book Unleash Your Inner Sage. If you've missed any of today's podcasts, of course, you can go ahead and find it on our app, which is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. You can also head over to our website, bfm.my, to listen to this and many more. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.